So this week in news that sounds like it's from an Onion article, but it actually is real, the Houston Independent School District will be eliminating libraries and turning them into detention centers for troublesome students. We'll be discussing why that's a terrible idea and how it fits into the broader conservative push for changes to the education system here on the left wing. I'm John Cooper from Counterpoint Politics, joined by my co-host, Dr. Erica from Cocktails and Capitalism, TJ Whitehead from Powers Taken Not Given, and first-time guest, Craig of Voices from the Left podcast. With that, let's get to it. So this change is being brought on by Mike Miles, and his plan is called the New Education System. He'll be transitioning the district's 28 librarians into new roles within their schools, which to me sounds like they'll have a job this year, then after that, they're probably screwed. Um, but the libraries will be turned into what is being called teen centers, where students who are pulled out of class for behavioral issues will be taken to attend class virtually from what was formerly the library. Obviously, turning the libraries into discipline centers has sparked criticism, but Miles is denying that they're disciplinary, disciplinary centers at all, saying, quote, they're not a place for discipline. That's a place for kids to learn. Uh Quote, it's true that we're not going to have traditional libraries. That doesn't mean we're doing anything with the books. The books are still there and kids can still read them. Now, it should be fairly obvious to anyone who's ever attended any school ever, uh, but that line's a crock of shit. The place <laughs> where kids who are sent to, to the, the place where kids who are misbehaving are sent is not a place any kid wants to go. Sure, the books are still going to be there. But no kid's willingly going to go there and do anything, let alone to get books. Deborah Hall, the founder of the Students Deed Libraries and HISD Advocacy Organization, agrees, saying, quote, During a lesson, if a student is disruptive, they'll be sent to the library, the detention center, and that sends such a terrible message about a place of learning. Uh, the library is a sanctuary, a safe place, a place to get help and to learn. Now they're turning into something where a kid sits at a computer and watches his class from afar. Now, let it be noted that so far in this introduction, I have not mentioned anything about the racial demographics of the school that we're talking about. Would anyone like to wager a guess as to whether or not this is a majority white school district? <laughs> I already know that it's not. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's majority Hispanic uh, school district. I believe it was like 60 something percent uh, Hispanic, 20 something percent uh, African-American. Um, and then, you know, the rest is a grab bag. All of the schools around this one, by the way, are, are majority white school districts. But yeah. this one is the one who's changing their libraries into disciplinary centers. Now, I um, I had a library. Uh, and we were having low attendance in the library. And what my majority white school district decided to do was turn it into a Starbucks cafe where kids start to come to get coffee. Kids, you know, started using the library again after that. And that's how you incentivize, you know, a, a good use of that space. They were like, oh, well, the poor kids, the poor black kids and Hispanic kids, they're not using the library anyway. So we'll just use it as a place to punish them. And it's like such a backwards form of thinking about education to me. Um, to me, like, Kids become how you treat them, you know, um, and taking kids out of class has never been a productive disciplinary measure. There have been many studies on this. It just it's one of those things that it doesn't sound like a big deal. Like you're like, ah, libraries, do kids even use them? But like they do and they're important and they can be so much more if you let them be. Um, Erica, what, what what were your thoughts on this? I, I mean, it's just atrocious and like. I, the first thought that I had reading this 
And I'm so glad that Craig brought this article to our attention. Um, my first thought, though, was this is just like this is the school to prison pipeline, mm -hmm. like in just manifest in the form of a library. Like, what the yep. fuck? That's so dark. Trying to take a place that is supposed to open kids' minds, give them more opportunities, change their trajectory in life, potentially by educating them, uh, turning that into a place that is going to limit their opportunities in the future, going to make it so that they're more likely to continue to be punished by a system that just wants to send uh, people of color through this prison system um, to largely to profit through um, you know free labor, slave labor in the form of prisons. So when you start that early and you start plugging kids in um, through like a library detention center when they're just messing up a little bit in school, what 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 that lays the groundwork for just the exacerbation of our over incarceration system in this country, and it's just appalling. It's it's almost like they try to come up with the most dystopian place to send the kids that you know that they want to put in the school to prison pipeline like we'll put them in the library like that's the, the worst yeah. possible thing great i know that this was your topic that you wanted to talk about um what like to you what is the important part of this story well yeah so i'm i echo erica's sentiment about uh you know just basically the prison pipeline um but a couple other things stuck out to me that make this like obviously nonsense so like the mike miles was brought in after the texas education agency took took control of the system because of poor academic outcomes and in an effort to reform the low reading levels and standardized test scores they decided to do this so in an effort to reform low reading levels we're getting yeah, rid of the we're library. getting rid of the library so it's like classic you know yeah what better way to fix poor reading than to get rid of librarians and libraries <laughs> like i i can't that's that's class that's just classic right and like if they if they really cared about fixing this issue they would fund education properly you know mm -hmm. allowing for for better pay and benefits for teachers better tools for teaching and a supportive system for kids, right? Where they get them the help they need to get, if they happen to have actual behavioral issues that need to be addressed other than they're just, you know, being teenagers or elementary school kids, you know, you know, get them that help. And it, it's just, it's just, you know, it's the party of personal responsibility, of course, ignoring that their behavior leads to negative outcomes. That to me is just classic, you know, reactionary stuff and classic Texas, to be honest. Yeah, totally. What well, do you think, TJ? Well, uh, I'm afraid I'm having a little contrarian view on this, uh, it seems. Uh, so I went to college to be a teacher. I got a teaching degree. Mm -hmm. I taught for a little bit. And uh, I spoke with my girlfriend's mom when I saw when I saw this topic and she taught for 25 years. And we had a similar view on this because I've seen this before. Like this isn't uh, something that I, I haven't uh, encountered uh, in the past. And it actually can be pretty beneficial if used the right way. I don't particularly uh, care for the way the Texas uh, school is setting things up where essentially they're sending people to the library 
in lieu of classroom work. And like they're gonna, these kids aren't paying attention in class or being disruptive in class. I I struggle to believe that they're going to learn more watching it through a screen. That's not going to happen. That that's not going to work. Uh, but a lot of schools over the years have done similar things like this in converting their libraries because uh, the 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 librarians that run you know the the librarians are one of the libraries, so clever words, CJ. Uh, they <laughs> they are they're teachers as well. Like they have teaching degrees as well. And so they can, you know, supplement and help out, or at least the teacher's aid is going to be in there. And one way that it could work is if you have a student who's like uh, you know, just being disruptive or is just like, you know, causing distraction in class, you can send them there to kind of wind down. And that I've seen, and I've, I've uh, and I spoke with her to confer about this. That that does seem to help, but making it a permanent solution, I don't think is a good idea because uh, education is uh, uh, best when it's interactive. And you know, removing uh, a student who you know isn't cooperating well and then isolating them is the worst thing you can do. Also, mm -hmm. you're isolating them with other students who are also disruptive, yeah. and that's that's, right. that's not yeah. that's not going to work at all. And one thing that struck me, you guys kind of touched on this, was I was I was fascinated reading that article where it kept talking about the books. It's like, what are we going to do about the books? Will children be allowed to check out books? And I was like, are are kids checking out books? Is is this a thing that's happening? I I I I I, I can't believe that's actually going on. And that's what made all these uh all the book bannings that the Republicans are trying to do funny to me. It's like, are kids really even doing that? Like there's a lot more effective ways to learn than, you know, pulling out a, uh, a hard cover at like a, a physical book and checking it out. So uh, libraries themselves, like at work, I work uh, at a community action agency here in Indiana. And we were talking just today. It's funny. We were talking just today about how libraries have shifted like in general, away from like the book business to the community center business, because mm -hmm. people aren't reading books anymore, myself included. Like I, I've read like two books in the last 10 years. So it's like, I, it's just, uh, it's just not something that people do a lot. So I think it can work, but uh, the measures that I saw in that article in, you know, keeping the kids away from their friends and watching the class through a screen it is not going to be effective. I don't believe so either. Yeah, no, it, and it, it is interesting that you mentioned that because I think that really ties it to the broader, a lot of the broader problems here, right? Because as I said, yeah, okay, kids aren't using the library for books necessarily, but what kids, mm -hmm. like I know when we used the library, like it was a second space to be for, you You, you had study hall, you yep. know, you, you, you didn't have a class period, it was after school, before school, whatever, that was a place where a lot of kids ended up going, just hanging out. There were resources there. There were the, the librarian was someone. I mean, the librarian was also our football coach. But like that. <laughs> but 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 like you know, we would go there. We'd hang out. Like the football team would go to the library in the morning. We'd, we would we'd go. We'd work out. We'd shower. We'd go to the library in the morning before class. You know, and and hang out with the football coach. And you know, we'd also get lessons on how to research. You know, for, mm -hmm. in in the library and like those sort of things. And there's, it's a lot more valuable of a space for just normal everyday students to be than yep. wandering the halls aimlessly and getting into trouble. By using the library as a place to just hold the bad students, you're stopping the the good students from being there essentially. And I, I and and I even hate that I just said that because I the other thing I was thinking of is the Karate Kid, 
I don't know if anyone in our audience has seen the original Karate Kid, mm-hmm. but one of my favorite lines in movies ever comes from the Karate Kid when Mr. Miyagi says, there's no such thing as bad students, only bad teachers. And that is a lesson that I've taken to heart since I was a kid. And I, when I teach kids, I, I don't teach in school, but I, I teach wrestling, I teach jujitsu, I, I work with kids a lot. And I put it on myself. If there's a kid that isn't cooperating in class if there's a kid that is you know is acting up whatever that's my fault i'm not doing the best i can to make sure that they're getting the the lesson that they need and this system it it shows the broader conservative idea i think of okay well we have these people who aren't jiving with what we want we're just going to take them and put them over there and screw them we're going to take the kids that are misbehaving we're not going to take responsibility for giving them the education that they deserve just as much as everyone else they're getting a worse education than what used to be the library we're not going to give the homeless people the resources they need to get their lives together we're just going to take them and put them over there we're not you know and, and like that that just siphons to every you know like piece of conservative thought process but also i feel like it's ingrained in the american thought process as well it's like Oh, well, yeah, of course we got to set and punish the kids who are misbehaving, but whose fucking fault is it that they're misbehaving? It's the people who are punishing them. It it is. Uh, You see this a lot whenever conservatives talk about like crime in cities Mm -hmm. and they say, okay, well, so we, their, their, their way of thinking is just so incredibly insultingly simplistic. And they think, okay, so crimes are committed by bad people and bad people commit crimes because they're bad. So if we lock up the bad people, the crime will stop. Well, that doesn't work. And it's never worked. And like the crime keeps happening and they refuse to address all the actual... of human history that has yeah, never worked. Yeah, it's never yeah. worked one time. And I also like that they love to say, so like when you want to say, hey, listen, we got to, you know, invest in communities and invest in individuals to to help them. So, you know, they're less likely to, you know, uh, become addicted uh, to substances and uh, commit crimes and be violent. And they say, listen, you uh, you give a man a fish and he eats for a day, teach a man to fish and he can eat for the rest of his life. And I was like, OK, so let's teach the man to fish. They're like, no, fuck that. Okay, then what do you want here? Yeah, it's 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 vapid and, and ridiculous. So, TJ, I got a question about something you said earlier, and mm-hmm. it ties in kind of to the article. So it doesn't really like it doesn't talk about like the specifics about how long the kid would be taken out of class, like, you know, whether it's permanent for the entire class, if it's like a timeout, you know, for five minutes. And did you when you talk to that person that you talked to about it, did they have like how did they do that did it was it for like all the rest of the day was it just for that class like do you know how they did that no it was like i mean it was just maybe for a class i mean i was worried about the fact that this was going to be some sort of permanent solution that you know uh little michael here is always acting up in class so we'll take him away from the class and the rest of the semester he's going to have the class in the library which I, I, I once got reading it, I couldn't tell, but it, it seemed like they were heading in that direction. And that is like the yeah. worst thing you can do. So if it's a temporary thing to just because sometimes, I mean, you know how it's this way as an adult, it's certainly this way as a child where you just have bad days. It's just yeah. it's just going to happen. And maybe it is better to just cool down and relax. And, uh, you know, the 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 person, the, the media staff working there, they're teachers as well, and they can help maybe. They can give you some one-on-one stuff or, you know, one-on-five, whatever it has going on there. But uh, I, I don't like that they call it detention centers. I really didn't like that. That bothered yeah. me because it has an incredibly negative connotation that, 
hey, this is like a you know junior prison, and that's that's uh that certainly doesn't help. Well, well, TJ, th- to to be fair and to be accurate, I don't want to be fair, but I'll be accurate. <laughs> they're not calling it a detention center. Oh, okay, it is a detention center, <laughs> but but they're calling it a team center. Um, mm. and like that is the official name for it. But but he- here's the thing: like this is like the the line of thought that like none of it makes sense, right? So. If they were doing what you're doing, what you're saying that is beneficial, like take them out a class, whatever, that's fine with me too. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. You know, that that can be beneficial. But then you don't need to repurpose the entire library yeah. right. for that purpose. If you're repurposing the entire library for that and you're moving staff around, this is much more of a permanent thing. And maybe yeah. it's, yeah, maybe like, it has to be longer and more violent or else you wouldn't need to do this and yeah. so like that's why it's like it's bullshit like yeah you can call it whatever and yeah they shouldn't call it attention center because that's obvious but even best case scenario where there's just so many students on any given day having behavioral issues that they can afford to use the whole library for this with just one day at a time well a there's bigger problems, bigger fish to fucking fry if that's your if that's your issue. But B, then it becomes the detent then it's disciplinary if it's only for a day and people are regularly being sent there. And then it becomes the disciplinary center, whether you can call it the team center or not, it is the the detention zone, you know, whatever you want to call it. And no kids will ever use the library for any productive purpose. Yeah, yeah. If like uh no one gets to use the library except for the kids that have disciplinary problems, yeah, that that is an issue because mm-hmm. like you said, the library is an incredibly valuable resource. Like uh not the books. I'm I'm very anti-book, but uh, <laughs> not the books, but like everything else in it does uh does help out a lot. I'm very pro-book and I you know, I read a lot <laughs> Says of books the doctor. in my days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a horrible slow reader, but I I do believe that there are kids out there some of the nerdier kids definitely but kids who are going to do good things with their lives and probably be some leaders in different industries because they actually sat down and read books i mean you know some of the hackers out there are kids that just like found manuals about computers and just sat down and started reading them like i mm-hmm. i know some of these people who are just nerds from the get-go and they are the ones doing great things with their lives so i think this whole push to move away from educating the youth and towards punishing the youth and controlling them is such a dangerous shift dangerous shift and it really shows kind of the broader republican push to just abolish the whole department of education abolish yep. the whole education yep. system in this country yep. dissolve everything that is making it so that we can be informed citizens who can engage in our communities and be productive citizens too you know um and and instead we're just moving towards this prison model, this for-profit prison model that we've developed yeah. where we want to fill up the spaces so that these companies, you know, uh, get get all the money that they want, you know. Um, and there's, I did a whole episode about um, the kids for cash scandal in Pennsylvania and about how uh, these, these children were basically, um, judges were making money, millions of dollars by sending kids to these for-profit detention centers and stuff. And they had to fill them up with children. Like this is that. just, yeah. it's, it's so insane. Um, but like, if we're going to erode the educational basis of our schools and, and our libraries and things and replace that with just punishment, that is going to enforce class divisions in this society. It's going to make it so that no, we don't have any opportunity 
to grow from one one class to another you're just stuck there and you better get a you better start pumping out babies and get some you know <laughs> job in a you know um you know whatever uh fast food chain or something like that and just flip burgers for the rest of your life but it's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy if if you think that these kids are bad and they need to be removed from class, then they're going to think they're bad and they need to be removed yep. from class. And when you do that, they're going to have worse academic performance. They're going to be less likely to uh, graduate high school, which means they're going to be more likely to turn to crime. They're going to be more likely to commit crime, more likely to go to jail, which is what the school to prison part of what the school to prison pipeline is exactly what you're saying. But that can be fixed like like that can be reversed if instead of getting rid of the library and turning it into a detention center, we invest more resources. And by the way, we're only we're only doing this in the school that's majority minority. Um, oh, yeah. We're not doing this in the white school districts. I wonder yeah. why. Yeah. But like like that's that's how you succeed. Like, look at what the good schools are doing and just do that instead of giving different treat. Because like it's not like the, the kids were born to be you know, worse behaving, they were molded into that by the school district that is now punishing them for what they turned them into. It, it, it It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And as long as we continue to punish wrong behavior instead of fixing the root causes of it, we will always have crime. We will always have bad students. We will always have these problems and they will never go away. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a, a couple other things about that. So this, this Mike Miles, he was the superintendent for Dallas uh, Independent School District before this. And he did, he was brought in for the same reason because they had poor test scores mm -hmm. and he did what whatever he did there and it didn't help. So <laughs> they, oh they, all, they already know that this guy oh, is no. full of, they already oh, know this guy's no. full of shit. Like they oh, already wow. know it and they're putting him in charge anyway. So it's like, it's, I'm, I, you it's know, almost it, like they want the prophecy to be self -fulfilled. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, the, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. And and the other thing is, you know, to the point of like, how do we, how do you help stop this type of, you know, how do you help stop the bad behavior, quote unquote, and like help people learn? Like, you know, yes, the schools are part of it, but like, you know, as, and I know, especially being a parent myself, like you have a responsibility as a parent to make sure that your kid is, is learning right and is participating in school and mm -hmm. so you know when you have people that might already be you know in and out of jail themselves already and they have kids they already prop may not be giving them the support they need for one reason or another because of of the way they were treated when they were kids so it's mm -hmm. like you know that that in and of itself you know can't be can't be overlooked that like it take you know the saying it takes a village um you know that's true at the very least the parents need to be engaged in their child's education for it to be as successful as possible you know you can't just send your kid off to school and say go you know the school it's the school's responsibility to teach you how to you know become a billionaire like that's just not how that works yeah like that's that is an excellent point because uh a lot of times we point to the fact that schools are funded by property taxes, which, which is stupid. I mean, there's there's no reason that it has to be that way. And uh, so, you know, wealthier neighborhoods have a lot of money to spend on schools. But I found out years ago that at least in a, 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 lot, a lot of uh, big cities, um, Indianapolis, uh, where I live, is one of them. 
Indianapolis, IPS, Indianapolis public schools, very poor performing schools, like, you know, getting C, D grades all the time and everything. But uh, per student, the Indianapolis public school spends more on their students than like the well than the uh, the affluent uh, high scoring schools. So just throwing money at it does not solve everything. And what you said there, Craig, it, it is there because like it doesn't matter how nice your school is. If the kid goes home to a shit home life, it, it's not going to matter. Like it won't. I mean, well, it, it'll matter a lot less than if uh, you have a you know stable family and you have you you know that you're going to have food to eat. I, I uh, when I came a recruiting dude out here in Indianapolis, uh, I'd only met one high school dropout in my life. It was my mom. She dropped out of high school, you know, uh, you know, long time ago. But I forgot, you know, that <laughs> she dropped out. But since then, I never knew any, and I met them all the time uh, working out here. And a lot of them was like, "Listen, you know, uh, we needed money. Like the family needed money, and I, I, I'd rather work than go to school. It made more sense. Like, why, why bother spending all this time at school when I'm just going to end up in the same job anyway? It's like, okay, it, it does make sense. So, uh, the that's where you know the social uh the the social work comes in and making sure mm -hmm. that the community is strong because the school can't do it all by itself